0: How's it going, citizens of the Reject Nation? Listeners of the pod, it is time for She-Hulk episode three. Our review, our thoughts, our immediate opinions on the episode. This week, uh, we are unfortunately down a man. We are not joined by Koi Jandro. We, uh, we all met up for the uh, She-Hulk premiere event at the El Capitan in Hollywood, and uh, they ended up screening more episodes than we had seen by that time, and uh, Greg and I, uh, you know you know us, man. We booked it out of the theater. We missed the other episode they screened, um, but Koi was unable to get out, and so he had to experience it. Thus, he is not here this week, and he is a bitch, and you should find him on social media and... and uh, and send him some love. And send him some love. Subvert the expectations. Uh, He'll be back next week. But anyhow, uh, yeah, these are our thoughts on episode three. Another fun one. Got a Mio Blonsky in here. Got a Wong in here. Got lots to talk about. So, uh, yeah, if you want to check out the reaction highlights, those are on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TheRealRejects. Or you can come over to our Patreon page, bring your own copy, sync up with us, and enjoy the full She-Hulk experience at patreon.com slash the real rejects. And uh hey, if you just like the channel you want to support, check out our uh, shopzeroedition.com store. Anyhow, that should be all the housekeeping. Enjoy She-Hulk episode three. The you don't know, the the review.
1: I will kill for you making <laughs> these Damn. Alright, right. Let's chit-chat. All right, John, you're the new Koi. Take it away.
0: Okay, guys. Well, comics. Let's talk about the origins of all these different characters that I recognize throughout the show. And then. Uh, you're not getting the body
1: language down. Yeah.
0: Listen, guys. Koi. I don't have enough arm mass
1: That's to. not the body. And say bulk up. It's not the. All right. Listen, listen you guys. All right, so. It's. I gotta be in your face. and I gotta look at you intensely, and I gotta go wide eyed when I'm talking about things from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> that, was good.
0: that was not bad. I thought he was here for a second there. And then I'm gonna share my own views about woke politics, <laughs> which is good, which which I'm glad he does. I'm glad he's willing to do that. Unlike us, who must chill and keep everyone happy. Yeah, I hate women, but I, I love women. I love and hate <laughs> women. Shit and and it's a dichotomy men's, men's rights need to be upheld but also women's rights or there should be a thing
1: all right well yeah <laughs> i'm liking this show like how it doesn't give an f word at all especially when it went through the comments flat out it's like they they knew well in advance the exact response the show was gonna get yep it's <laughs> not like they reworked it or i mean it's marvel they could have They could have redone it last week if they wanted to. Of all the things (laughs) that they could have done quick, I suppose it is that. They could have seen the trailer responses and been like, throw this in the visual effects during that montage. Some (laughs) some poor VFX artists like, oh my God, what? What do you need? Oh, just some comments.
0: All right. Okay, that's easy.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But when they are going through the comments, they do have all those remarks um, about, you know, like. I'm sick and tired of everyone becoming a female superhero. Yeah, who
0: asked for this fake, jolly, green, giant-looking <laughs> character or whatever? What, what do we have
1: to do to get She-Hulk canceled? So I, I feel like they they are going after exactly ever And I love that. I just, I, I, love it because they knew exactly what would happen with this show, and they're deciding to just directly attack it head-on, making the self-awareness, making the, making the meta-ness and the self-awareness that much more prevalent in front of the audience's faces. So it seems. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. Coy. Yeah, get a quick insert in <laughs>
0: before I take that water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think they they've done really nicely, and I and I think it, it over the course of these three listening, episodes, listening, waiting for my turn to it, talk. It listening, has listening, waiting for uh, my turn to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, listening yeah. intensely
1: waiting for my turn talk
0: and right back to you cool <laughs> <laughs> uh no i think they've done nicely over the three episodes we've seen so far to show that yeah they know exactly what world we are living in and they know exactly what the response is going to be and for those people they know that those people are probably going to write them off from the get-go so yeah to have this kind of fun and to and to you know, I, I don't believe that these were added in just last week. I think they probably, yeah, We we they know the time and place in which we live. <laughs> and it is very well attuned to and suited to that. And if it's riling you up, then, you know, you're probably who they're talking
1: about. <laughs> Where would you rank this episode out of the three, John? I would. You saw B B plus B B plus. Saw B B B plus B plus B plus plus? plus A. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Uh,
0: yeah. You know, I I uh, I'd say maybe not quite as high as episode two, Uh, but then again, I don't know. There's things that like you know Wong ultimate uh, like automatically bonus points. love Wong. Loved his involvement in the episode. The Megan the Stallion thing, on the other hand, I thought was funny, cheeky, but is like such a prevalent here and now pop culture reference that i'm like okay like i'm not annoyed or or begrudging of this but also it is like okay our culture that, that we live in and then you know it's fine yeah. uh but i thought it was funny beyond that like as distracting as the repetition constantly of the name megan the stallion kind of became to me i thought what they made out of that was pretty funny and i liked the intersecting cases where jen has to go testify on behalf of this guy she hates and just tell the truth about it yeah yeah um I, yeah i liked it a lot i mean i would say that you know it's the ranking wouldn't be that, uh, you know, sharp because, I mean, I've enjoyed these three pretty much all in tandem. So in some ways, this might be my favorite one yet. Um, but I guess episode two just didn't have that, like, distraction factor for me.
1: But where would you, uh, where would you put it? Where would I put it? Yeah. Huh. Well, let me think about that. <laughs> I mean, if I were to rank this episode, you know, it would be, like, a solid seven, eight out of ten. You know, if I were to put it within the Marvel Pantheon or the Marvel shows... I'd probably put it right in between WandaVision and Loki, but a little bit above Hawkeye. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Easily in my
0: top 19. Yeah.
1: Out of all 47 episodes that have come out on the Marvel Disney Plus app, I would put this at number 26.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe 25, but I'm
1: pretty confident 26. Off just, maybe. The, just off the top of my head. <laughs> my whole video, this video is just for, for, for the koi stance. <laughs> yes. You're
0: either going to be really upset or, or really in love with this one. <laughs>
1: Good. Subtle, coy impressions. <laughs>
0: yeah. For, Subtle. The, for the
1: podcast listeners. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> don't know what I'm doing right now. I'll describe it to you. Greg's
0: leaning forward. He's got both hands out. He's got a big, <laughs> wide-eyed expression on his face. He's, like, really excited. Yeah, he's got that sort of good boyish, good-natured thing coy has. My head's going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> With comics and comic references.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. You're like a coy to me. I, I believe it. I believe. Anyway, uh, yeah I, I i don't I don't care to rank it. Uh, it's a, ah, e- it's, it's a fun. It's a fun. It's a fun episode. It really felt like a where I felt like the first and second episode, and maybe I just need like two more minutes before making the statement. Where I felt like the first and second episode really felt like a complete episode. This feels like a setup episode, even though there are some definitive things that happened here. Emil Blonsky being let out of arkham asylum yeah finally being able to join batman's rogue gallery finally dude finally yeah on the street work for the penguin (laughs) yeah that's right that's
0: right and uh you know he'll he'll run into the joker at some point you know maybe maybe he'll freak out maybe he'll get fear toxin and then he'll uh, abominate out again and then get back into trouble
1: i wish the courtroom scenes if there's one thing i do kind of crave from it a little bit is that i wish the courtroom scenes had a little bit more like genuine spunk to it some actual vitality you know like a feeling of I'm not looking for you know goddamn law and order or something of that in nature you know I'm not looking for the most intense thing in the world but it does just kind of feel like like the quick outline rushing through to, to get to the thing to get to the conclusion uh, of the trial you know yeah and i wish there was a little bit more meat to chew on within some of the trials because we were cutting around to two and they were just happening such a whiplash pace uh-huh. not that it was wasn't like necessarily wasn't upset when i was sometimes you say something and it sounds like oh i fucking hate it but that's <laughs> that's not the case it, really all it was is when i look back on it that's what i was hope that's what i would want more of uh-huh. Because it's She-Hulk, it's an attorney. It's called Attorney at Law. So I'd want like some more compelling courtroom scenes, or, or something that just just does resonate in that department. Yet it doesn't really do that. It's just more fun, and, and uh, it's kind of like a, sometimes feels a little throwaway. That's what Daredevil's yeah.
0: gonna bring as as the person who always watched daredevil and was like i like the courtroom stuff too let's get more courtroom stuff (laughs) like i do i do agree i mean i enjoyed the bits and pieces in the courtroom we get i'm excited to see the eventual legal eagle breakdowns of these episodes but yeah i mean i I, I enjoy a good legal like when you have a legal Legal show cannot do the
1: breakdowns of this
0: no dealing with superhero law division it's but fiction. he can tell they, like there was one hearing that had no jury, and that's probably like a certain kind of hearing where like you know you don't need a jury. It's like it's a, you know, it's like things like that. Legal realism, man. Mm. I mean, he's done like cartoons and stuff.
1: If I were to rank this courtroom <laughs> case out of all the Marvel courtroom cases that we've seen so far, I put it at number thirteen out of Daredevil season two when defending the Punisher. But not as good as defending Julio.
0: Oh yeah. That's number one.
1: I'm leaning over to talk to you now.
0: <laughs> yeah and I'm leaning all the way over yeah. and all the way profile that's good I uh, I but yeah like when when a show <laughs> this is the most madcap review when a show can do that and reach that point where you are very much sort of just like caught up in the breathless breathlessness of a lawyer's argument That is a really special place that I think a lot of law shows and films have gone to that I would like to see this show get to. Because, yes, I want the show to meet Jen halfway on that promise from the first episode where she's like, legal show, (laughs) lawyer show. And, yeah, like, like all the MCU context is really fun. But, yeah, like I would love to see this blossom into something that does have like an actual legal show heft about it.
1: Yeah, because, I don't know, there's something about the introduction of the Wrecking Crew that did not excite me. In fact, it it, it felt like, oh, I was kind of liking what the show is without, you know, we need a big baddie. I don't yeah. know why I was really, I was more into what the show is already doing well, versus yeah. trying to establish like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're up. Because it's already a, like well aware it's a Marvel show. It, it it's definitely it's like most definitely a Marvel show. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I like that it wasn't being a Marvel when it was more oh, than sure. a Marvel show, oh, right? Absolutely. Yet the whole thing with having a, a a titular villain you got to eventually punch that was something I was not even really thinking about whatsoever. I've been more invested in this strange having to work via pub publicity social media being a uh, trying to balance work life with now being thrusted into the superhero position this new law division like all those things i'm like that's the that's the juicy stuff to me yeah but then wrecking crew shows up and we want to take her her um Her blood so we can replicate it you know i know you think it's thunderbolt ross or titan i personally think it's dr doom this is going to tie into (laughs) avengers secret wars
0: uh here's how she-hulk is setting up the entirety of avengers secret wars uh no i i would agree with you on that because yeah it's like part of the charm has been like oh cool they're really committed to episodic sitcom as you know part of the mcu and 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 her crossing paths with all these heroes and their uh and villains and and their relation to the law is like enough so yeah i feel like it starts to feel like oh here's the element and hey maybe they'll do something cool different with it but here's the element that is the most akin to everything i've seen before and what i like about the show is it's kind of twisting and and playing with and being different from a lot of the stuff i've seen before in the mcu so yeah now it's like oh big bad needs the blood you know is there going to be ultimately like a big punch out battle at the end is it that kind of show i hope so yes i wish it was just that
1: i hope it's just punch 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 just she hulk just like that great fight scene they had with the wrecking crew
0: well that's the thing too is fantastic like fantastic with visual these effects with with the fights thus far i've been like i like the the concept of these fights and i like like the idea of the choreography but but yeah like the fights themselves are a bit like these are mostly just in editing yeah <laughs> they're not like oh damn the action is crazy which i'm not asking for it to be really it's one of those things where it's like if you're going to do it i guess you got to kind of make it crazy uh john the action look fucking weird it looked a bit weird and so
1: did the, and <laughs> so did the titania bit at the, in the first episode and but that so, felt at least intentional like it had a bit of that like my name titania i'm here to and i'm going <laughs> to do a bit of wrestling it kick. had an yeah. exploitation <laughs> 70s vibe about sure. it sure yeah. she busted you know, through a wall like it yeah. felt it felt intentional we're here when she punches it was like yeah <laughs> Someone's going to defend the shit out of it. Go ahead. (laughs) Best fight in the MCU. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, it's the way she moves. She-Hulk doesn't need to exert that much (laughs) (laughs) effort. My
0: (laughs) top ten fights in the MCU. (laughs) All She-Hulk episode three.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not as good as... Are you you trying to do your Koi impression? You know, acting like you were doing like a half rock impression. My right? Aaron Alexander impression. My record. top ten. <laughs> my, my top, top ten, ten fights in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna change the
0: hierarchy of fights. <laughs> yeah, my coi. That's how I see coi. He's just so jacked. I'm like, the you're rock the rock. Content. Yeah, you're, you're basically the rock now. You're, you're way bigger than I am, and you're not
1: even as tall as me. Um, cinema. Okay, (laughs) cinema and and so yeah i like the uh i mean it's not a big to me all that shit is the stuff i don't care about like the action (laughs) i don't care about it it doesn't bug me that much yet because i'm not really here for that so much i guess i was more also drawn to the character (gasps) hurdle she had to go through Mm -hmm. in the second episode whereas here there was so much being kind of thrown in you know, you got Wong, then you got Bukowski's case, and then you got the the Runa character, which was all, all elements I, I I enjoyed. Like, I enjoyed everything that was here. I, this was a very enjoyable episode. But with the, the cliffhanger of, of last week's episode, mm-hmm. I thought that cliffhanger was more exciting than what we actually got.
0: Yeah, because like. then Wong shows up and, and like they tease you that he might not show for the actual trial. But but like pretty much everything goes according to plan. And when he shows up, it's like, oh, okay, as long as he
1: testifies this, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there know? was no real, like, I thought it was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then yeah. it was, oh, okay. Oh, all right. I guess
0: yeah. we're just... Yeah, unless there's something else, you know, unless Wong is being entirely truthful or whatever. But, yeah. And it's funny because I liked the interplay of the two cases in the. In, it's, it's like I liked this episode and what they did with it. I also feel like there's a different version where you could have done these as kind of two separate episodes or two separate cases, or you could have done one where Jen isn't in the courtroom or isn't doing, you know, isn't arguing the law so much, and then we're, you know, in with Pug and and them in the actual, you know, case for. Um, you know for Bukowski but even so I mean I thought that was a fun way to like further expound upon Pug's character and to get to like meet him a little bit more so yeah it's like it's 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 weird it's like I don't begrudge it for not going differently but I can see how it could go differently and it is a sort of interesting thing I feel like we'll get a better idea the more episodes we get as to how kind of they want to tailor the suspense expectations because it, it's you know it's caught in this place where it needs to be fun and amusing and it needs to riff on legal stuff but it also needs i think to have or or seems to want to have some kind of big you know intriguing quality of like oh man you know how's yeah i don't know like what I'm curious about how they'll maintain and they'll continue to grow the stakes aside from whatever you know season arc they need her blood situation that aside I'm curious to see how they'll maintain stakes like that because yeah when this one ends you're like okay that's so that's wrapped up and the next week we'll have something new to focus on
1: well I thought was like surprisingly kind of cool and topical um, is uh, like in my own subconscious association way who's with the presenter at the VMAs, johnny depp um the <laughs> moon man <laughs> with johnny depp and uh the who was it what was his attorney's
0: name oh golly the, the the young woman
1: yeah the main one
0: yeah i couldn't tell you
1: but how she was like oh. becoming really popular and then doing interviews and, and becoming like a celebrity herself yeah for representing um johnny depp who was an abomination in the streets <laughs> terrorizing all the horror of that johnny Depp. yep yep, um, yep. and no, now he's and, out there writing haikus uh yeah <laughs> and
0: stealing them from other people's songs i guess <laughs> it's weird johnny Depp stories
1: lately no when yeah when uh when when that was happening that's kind of what i was liking it to so it seems like a lot of what happened in this episode is also setting up it seemed like a major setup for what's to come more than anything else because you have jen who is now this popular lawyer and getting this stardom that she didn't ask for she wants to be viewed kind of, kind of it's like she has to be she wants to be viewed as just her own identity and not be shown as she-hulk but she's being forced to go on the news as she-hulk because she's going to be representing her firm she has to be in she-hulk form yeah which is kind of like up and down for me like okay that's right because of the dodc when representing uh, she that they they establish in the last episode that she cannot be in power form yeah. that's right the, the guard did tell her that okay wipe that thought even though i didn't even declare it out loud <laughs> <laughs> I'm wiping it off the table it right now. Not a plot hole. <laughs> it's not a plot hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. They established it in the second episode when she was going to a Hannibal Lecter visit. So yeah, they they uh it's just she has to go show up and, and form her own identity. And so I like that struggle. I like the struggle that she's having with uh, like something that feels simple and you know, and I, I guess I'm trying to get more into Characters have goals, and I want to go more into the why behind the goals. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. where you lack. That's how you create. St- that's really how you create stakes. Especially if it's not a life or death situation. Yeah, it's it, you got to go into why. What does it mean? The, the goal means so much to them, versus, and and what the what the what what can be lost for not achieving it for what that does to the person you know
0: yeah this this episode doesn't do as much
1: personally with and then they also have the setup with the person trying to take the blood how that ends and now now she's got a target on her back like her whole life has really changed after all this she's achieved becoming a successful lawyer a prolific one but it's not in the way at all how she had dreamed of the entire time she has pursued it so there's a lot In the writing that I'm definitely on board with, and there's a there's so much here happening that I'm really enjoying. Like it's it's very very enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I can't help though when the episode ended being like there's just a little bit more (laughs) there's just a little bit more umph that I'm kind of craving. Yeah. Something there. ring it out <laughs> just ring it out i would like that
0: yeah call, call me some kind of woke soy boy cuck but but i do find that stuff the most intriguing is that personal struggle of like she goes on the news to to try and you know to take control of the narrative and they're asking her all these fluffy questions and now yeah she's becoming a target for her blood and everybody has various reasons not to take her seriously and to, and to be upset you know by her very position and those things i think are interesting
1: yeah and i and yeah Uh, whenever they
0: do turn to that i'm like i would i could do with more dramatic exploration of this too
1: i like the runa like i thought there was a a beat that they could have hit with the runa character Hmm. that i thought could have had like some kind of crazy consequences Hmm. because i was about I, i was preparing myself to feel really bad for her even though she's doing a lot of these what are essentially just glorified pranks right like just very heightened albeit illegal (laughs) pranks that she's doing when i thought they were going to sentence her to like fucking like years in prison and yeah i was like oh no yeah yeah (laughs) and i thought there might have been like a serious damage like oh because i helped i thought there was something kind of cool that they could have brought out again I know this is something where I am putting my own desire into something that is not what they are doing uh, I'm going to say it anyway is I, I thought it would have been more interesting personally if it was that she does testify against Bukowski you get the irony that by her getting to vent the, her her truths about her opinion about Bukowski that that allows him to win his case the uh, the ironic sense of winning yet someone this runa character suffers greatly at that and i thought that would have been a cool way to kind of amplify the superhero law division part as well hmm. you know um as maybe wanting to now defend this per i don't know if there would be it's a conflict of personal interest or whatever, whatever. It's, a, it's a marvel show about some silly everyone signed the waiver yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> like the, they make it work so yeah i thought there was like more interesting things they could have done and 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 with, and Wong showing up is fun. We know he's going to show up again some more. Mm. Uh, so I he's know it's something of it. But yeah. it also seemed like they were. Yeah, I, I think a lot of this was set up for Wong as well. Mm. And you know, Thunderbolts and uh, Doom, Doctor Doom, yeah. forcing Atlantis to attack Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's.
0: I got a lot of those notes in this.
1: Got a lot yeah. of that. Got a lot of that.
0: Yeah. Megan Thee Stallion is going to play a big part in that war.
1: Yeah. It's fun. It's light, mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of the day, that's what a lot of people just kind of want too. Sure, uh, honestly, uh, that's what a lot of people are just kind of liking and and wanting. And uh, for me, even like some of my favorite shit to watch on my own time is that. Yeah, just generally speaking, you know, I'm on like season fourteen of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia right now, so I, <laughs> I like to just watch fun shit. So yeah, I, I totally get, it. and of course, like the the optics around someone what a regular viewer might experience versus people who do videos who are like they're doing a video we need substance because we got to talk about some shit yeah <laughs> you know uh they i think we would probably crave just a little bit more just because of by, by virtue of what we do uh <laughs> versus what an average audience member is like It was fun <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah. I'm, uh,
0: overall i'm quite pleased and very much enjoying what's happening because too it's a nice breath of fresh air for the mcu and i love yeah the the humorousness i think the fourth wall breaks are really fun and well timed and and not overly obnoxiously used and and yeah like there is just a fun novelty of watching these different colorful characters collide and even here like it was nice to at least zoom back in on our main ensemble even though it is like a
1: there are a lot of people appearing Um, Uh, i love pug pug is great i think uh or pug I think he's great. Um, very charming. It's funny when when he came out as the when Runa was impersonating him, that was more like the Adrian Chase from Arrow, the kind of smuggish, uh, cocky version. Uh, and I was like, you No, know, he does know how to play that that character yeah, yeah, <laughs> really yeah. well. And so I really enjoyed uh I, I really enjoy his performance a lot. I think he brings something uh, refreshing. Totally, yeah. I think the man is the best part of this female-driven uh-huh. show, is definitely. what I'm trying to tell everyone right now.
0: Favorite characters, I would say uh, Pug, Bruce, Wong, Bukowski. Emil Bukowski. Definitely very layered, deep character. Uh, and then, you know, maybe maybe Nikki and Jen.
1: What would make this show brave is if they put them more front and center and they put Jen in the backseat a little
0: bit yeah, more. Yeah, right? I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, the same way they, they put all the men in the back and they put all the women in the front of all the other
1: male-led one generally yeah because yeah they're woke and they're trying to
0: destroy our marvels
1: ah uh, what are you gonna do uh, anyway um yep they mentioned gideon wilson cool
0: yeah the world war hulk
1: Easter egg. it's gonna Show how she got shot cool
0: yeah the mob off hit uh, yeah, yeah there you go
1: that was cool um, we pointed out the Easter egg, Mallory book. Oh, hey, that's right. One yeah. day, I mean, they become enemies, Frenemies. and then, then then they become friends. There's a, there's a up and down relationship
0: with them. Yeah. you got a little little news crawl about Titania hoping to win a case. Easter eggs. Easter eggs, bruh. Easter eggs. Easter. He is Easter risen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is risen.
0: <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Clever. Yeah, man. Coming to the MCU soon enough. And we got some twerking. We got twerking, too, in the post credit scene. It's always
1: what I want. I missed the days when everything in Marvel wasn't a big joke. Uh, I missed the days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they should do is they should take their half-hour comedy show and make it. Crushingly
1: serious. It's almost as if, when the Avengers assembled, it wasn't the funniest one <laughs> leading up to that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not.
0: Yeah, it's almost as if we never applauded those movies for bringing in a fresh sense of meta ironic humor. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just all jokes now, man. It's all yucking it up at the MCU. MCU. Don't like. Comics have never been funny, and they've never been aimed at the youth. Or should they? No, should they? These are these are adult st- likes, much like Star Wars. These are for adults. Did we shout everyone on our Patreon? I'm pretty sure we did. We should. We could shout out some of the rest of of our of our good supporting. It's already August, September first, man. Oh, uh, then we've already done it. All right, let's shout them all out. Zachary Barker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna chow down on Irfan fun. Chowduri. Taki shlock Ashante Sohate
1: rhyming with ian simon song high clover dover glow over too soon jacob neptune new metal bra run from the cops fan pops sing 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 with an alan ling skirting by logan burton why kira 365 days a year don't resign eric Kahn's 39 you move me coosie coosie Bear in the garage. Insert rhyme with garage. Nick X, send me a slick text. Juan Longoria, I'm gonna take you to Bolivia. Gale reads braille. Ferguson, Mohammed Al Shar, Ronnie, ah, uh, I wanna take you to a burger at Tommy's. Jaron James Warner. Cliff Rodriguez. We in the business. Master turnstiles. John the GOAT. Nothing rhymes with goat. Olivia Del Guy, ring that bell from on high. Get a steampunk
0: looking like Andy Funk. Lorenzo Baxter surviving the slasher. Movie, you're the, you're the final girl.
1: Let hell reign as we become differently sane. Paying my bills with Marco Tun Stills. My voice is feeling hoarse as I'm riding Lauren American. Ho- oh, I shouldn't make that joke. <laughs> never mind. Oh, no, my, my bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Simply faded, but never jaded.
1: Joanna St. Louis. Rogue Cree, Joanna
0: St. Louis. Oh, wait a minute.
1: SJ94. That's a high score. Pop Tartan, Justin Martin. Rosie Beatty, you're a sexy lady. Colin. Where are you calling from, Colin? Philip J. Smith Jr. Ah, uh, it's l- l- lunar time. Yep, you weirdo. Oh. <laughs> You're the stuff of myths, Jen Smith. Melanie LeBlanc. Uh Kronk cr- from Emperor's New Groove. Matt Beer is is super
0: frothy and, and, and refreshing and, and it won't fill you up.
1: TJ Truckus. Oh, Goddamn. uh uh, 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 um, uh h- hibiscus <laughs> <laughs> It was good really brought it home there thanks guys for being here love you all Thank all you. of you yeah
0: equally Some nice names man. you're all of the she-hulk for for our hearts jesus christ